0: This is Your Woo Woo Best Friend, a show about attainable transformation. Hey, it's Andy. Welcome back to the show. So happy to have you here today. I have to tell you, I am over the moon thrilled to welcome so many of you here in this community into our Smart Girls Don't Gatekeep Mastermind. That begins the second week of January. I have been talking about it on most of our episodes There was a point earlier this year that I decided we needed to create an opportunity in this community to be together. And here's what was happening. I obviously get to spend time with a small group of this community when we have our retreats. Then I see the incredible work our students are doing inside of the Unschool. I know what you all are creating As you join this program, I see you posting, I see you sharing, I check out your websites. And I noticed that while I get to see you and celebrate you, you're not getting to see each other, connect to each other and celebrate each other. At the same time, in my business, we got to a point where I really couldn't take any additional intuitive business mentorship sessions because we were full with our Conscious CEO curriculum clients. And what that looked like was I started having to book people all the way out in February and March. And the unschool is amazing, especially for people who want to DIY. But I was still having these DMs, these emails that were like, Andy, I want to work with you and want to be in a room with you. And I didn't have the space in Conscious CEO. I didn't have the bandwidth to take additional mentorship sessions. And the light bulb went off. This is the perfect opportunity to put everyone in a room together where I can give personalized attention and you can see each other, be expanded by each other, find your business besties and support each other as you do really deep work to build something quickly. So if you're still thinking about joining... The Smart Girls Don't Gatekeep Mastermind. It's a 30-day group experience focused on content plus offers using human design and AI. You are going to build something, a digital product, a course, something in that 30 days using human design and AI. And leave with a social strategy that you will begin to implement during the program to get results quickly. So, the link is in the show notes. If you have not yet joined and you've been thinking about it, this is me inviting you in. Let's go. I have a guest today. I'm so thrilled to introduce you to her. Her name is Amy Natalie. She's an author and spiritual guide who is on a mission to guide others towards a life of balance, joy, and pleasure. What I was so excited to talk to Amy about was her work and her thinking around using both masculine and feminine energy for ambitious women. In our programming here inside of The Unschool, We focus on intuition and practical proven strategy. That's the feminine and the masculine energy. Amy is a seasoned women's empowerment coach, feminine embodiment guide. She is the celebrated podcast host of Feminine Frequency, which, by the way, has over 500,000 downloads, no big deal. She is the author of the book, The Feminine Way, and she has a really unique story to tell. She's here to introduce you to a new paradigm, which is called the feminine way. We're going to talk about what that is. What is the feminine way? She's really championing a world where many are questioning the relentless pursuit of success through hustle. She is very much like me in the thinking that we do not have to hustle in order to be successful, and ambition does not equal it doesn't equal hustle. The Feminine Way is about embracing your soul's guidance, living your personal truth, and getting out of that cycle of burnout and dissatisfaction. Welcome to the show, Amy Natalie. Let's get into the conversation. Hey there, Amy. Welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm so looking forward to this conversation. And this is one of the topics I really love talking about, this topic that you have this beautiful expertise in. So I want to dive right. And you've got so much good stuff going on. Why don't you give us just a quick overview of what you have out in the world? You've got this beautiful book. You've got the podcast. Tell us a little bit about those things to just ground us into what magic you're creating. And then I've got lots of good questions for you.
1: Mm, Amazing. Yeah. So I started the Feminine Frequency podcast back in... 2020. So it's been almost four years of podcasting. And when I tuned into what was making the biggest difference in my life, and also what were the areas that I really wanted to explore and felt the most lit up by, it was really all things the feminine. It was about connecting to my soul, connecting to my intuition, connecting to pleasure, connecting to my feminine power. And that really stemmed from coming from a place where I didn't feel connected to that part of myself and where I was operating very heavily in my masculine, in my relationships, in my business, in my everyday life. So the feminine frequency has been around for a long time. And it's one of my favorite ways to connect with new women that I've never met before. And it's been a really beautiful unfolding. And then, you know, throughout that time, as I continued on my own spiritual journey, I started to really find these key pieces and I call them the codes, um, of, how to connect with your feminine energy, because that's something that a lot of people ask me. They're like, okay, I get that there's masculine and feminine energy. I understand the concept, but like, how do I really apply this to my life? And so over that time coming up with this formula and this curriculum of the steps and the principles that are necessary to incorporate more feminine energy into your life, that's really where the book came through, which is called The Feminine Way. And that that's where we're at today. Um, this book is is recently released, and um, it really is a collection of personal stories, sensual practices, embodiment practices, and practical tools to help ambitious women to come back into balance with their masculine and feminine energies.
0: The book sounds like such a refreshing alternative to the hustle culture that's so prevalent in our society and the the direction that we often get about how ambition is supposed to look. So can you talk a bit more about what it means to you to be both ambitious and also staying connected into that feminine energy and that divine flow that we have within us?
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that our culture does really idolize and prioritizes things like productivity and consumerism and reaching certain goals. And I don't think that it needs to be either or. I don't think that you can't have those things. But many of us are realizing, I think especially women, that it's not sustainable to operate in that hyper productivity all of the time. And not only is it not sustainable, but it's not enjoyable. What that usually leads to is we get to our goals, we make the money, we achieve all these things. And then we're like, why don't I feel good? Why do I feel like something's missing? Why do I feel sick? Why do I feel depressed? Why do I feel disconnected? Like what's wrong here? So we're really shifting out of what I would call the old paradigm, which is ruled by the patriarchy and consumerism and we're coming into a new reality which is really about how do i cultivate that inner harmony and honor both these parts of me and one of the words that I really love and that I I teach in my signature group coaching program is about being multidimensional not just mm. being one dimensional where you're a uh, you know just working a career woman a business owner but that you also get to have other parts of your personality and get to focus on other parts of your life and I feel like there's this illusion That you can't do both. And what I want to give women permission to do is like find your way and create a way to have both fulfillment and success.
0: Can you talk a little bit about when I hear fulfillment and success? I think about the feminine energies versus the masculine energies and the productivity piece, the efficiency piece, the hustle and the success piece lives in that masculine realm. And I'm interested in how we can how we can exist in both, and perhaps even some tips about how we work in both and even transition between both in a way that feels that just feels easy.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Both are really important. The masculine does involve hustle, but really, if we look at healthy masculine energy, it's about having structure. Organization, Mm. having direction, and those are not bad things. It becomes unhealthy when we don't have any of the feminine energy, when we don't have any of the feminine qualities, which is about listening to your intuition, honoring your emotions, being connected to your pleasure. It's about nurturing yourself and others. So when we're disconnected from that, that's where it becomes that imbalance. Now, we can use the masculine energy of structure to create space for the feminine, Um, which is what I like to teach, which is that, okay, can you create a schedule or can you create time in your schedule for more feminine flow, which could be time for creativity, right? For just clearing your schedule, not focusing on just like the admin tasks all the time, but can you create a space for the flow to come through, right? The inspiration to come through. Maybe you're creating space for a breathwork practice or a meditation, or you want to have just put music on and dance and connect to your body. So it's how can we use that structure? And I'll give a, an example in my life. I don't start working you know until 10am is when i have my my start time and i make sure that i'm done working by a certain time but in the mornings i really create space for that feminine flow i create space for my daily practices and that allows me to show up in alignment so that when i am working i'm a lot more productive i'm a lot more focused i'm inspired i'm creative and we think that it might not be productive to take breaks or to have rest, but it actually allows us to be more productive when we're actually working. So that's kind of how those two work together. And it it does take practice. It's like this whole unlearning process to not always be in your masculine energy. But once you start to find your own flow between these two Things will start to feel easier. That's like the best way to describe it. There's more ease. There's more flow. There's mo- more magnetism. More inspiration. Like you'll feel that way more often.
0: I have a mentor who, and I've, I think I've shared this on the show before. She and I were talking. We were in a in a mastermind group, and she was leading the group. This was maybe sometime last year, and she. We were all reporting on <clears throat> everything that we had been working on and I was like I've got this accomplished and this accomplished and I was like going through my list and she was like Andy this all sounds really great and what I want you to do right now is go get on your calendar and type in the word magic and start scheduling it and I was like wait what she was like make time for magic you are so good at all of the I'm a Capricorn rising I can like get way in that Capricorn and I get really focused on what I have, the tasks I have at hand and really excited about those tasks and can be really effective in that in that way and get a lot accomplished. And she was like, you're always going to have that. It's going to be fine. What I need to see more from you is time for Magic. And what's going to come through is exactly what you're talking about that reconnection to creativity, that reconnection to intuition, the magnetism, just creating space. And so from that moment forward, I always have on my calendar, I love that scheduling the time for that moments of magic. And then I can decide what I'm going to do. Am I going to go take a yoga class? Am I going to go take a walk? Am I going to sit down and write? Am I going to do some breath work? What is it going to be for me? So I love that recommendation.
1: Yeah. I also want to speak to, you know, this, the value of why we want to create harmony between our masculine and feminine energy. And when we're connected to our feminine energy, we're connected to our soul. We're connected to our body. We're connected to our truth. And the only way to create an, a life that is truly an alignment for you, that Feels good instead of that looks good on the outside is by taking that time to slow down, to tune in, and to prioritize pleasure because we're not meant to be here just to be in survival mode. We're not meant to be here just to be robots going through the motions, saving money for a house and retirement. Like that's not what we're here for. And I'm not saying that we're meant to be living in our feminine energy all of the time. And I think that's where where people can ke- get kind of judgmental or feel like that it's not really, you know, it's not realistic to connect with your feminine energy. But what I'll share from my personal experience is everything in my life has been enhanced. My intimate relationships, my friendships with other women, my business, my health, everything has expanded and I still create a lot of abundance, and I have a successful, thriving business. Is it perfectly balanced all of the time? No, and it's not going to be 50-50 balanced all of the time. This is a dance, it's a journey, it's a practice, and there still are times where I find myself like, oop, I lean too far into my feminine, oop, I lean too far in my masculine, but I catch it a lot sooner. And I don't stay stuck in those cycles for too long. So um, yeah, I really want to offer that this is about transforming your life on an energetic level, which will also transform your external results too.
0: Yeah. So many of our listeners are, are entrepreneurs, they're artists, they're creatives, and they're working to monetize this gift that they have. And one of the programs that we offer in our studio is a course that's called the Unschool. And it's it's basically, it's the Unschool Intuitive Business Academy. And one of the things we say at the front end of that course is, this is not either or in regards to strategy and tactics or leaning into your intuitive magnetic nature. We're going to be doing work on both. And that is how you're going to build a business in which you have that abundant attraction energy that you're exuding in your business, that your business is something that people look at and are like, this brand, this business is obsession worthy. Mm -hmm. This is also uh, strategic. There's strategy here and we're working to get the things, the goals accomplished, but we're doing so in a way that feels really right in your body versus what you've heard you've got to do, like the 10-step business plan, those sorts of things. And I have found in my own life that has been so powerful for me. And when I was looking at especially business programs for women, I didn't see so much of that because we're there were either like, you're just going to attract. It was like all attraction vibes. Or it was like, here's the steps to do what the boys club does. And I really wanted to bring both. And I, I love hearing you share that because I think we're seeing more and more and more of the women that we look up to in the world creating businesses like this. Mm-hmm. So thank, thank you for sharing that that's how it's working for you.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I've been in a place in my business where I followed all the strategies and I made a lot of money and I was not feeling lit up or energized or happy. And I was like, this isn't why I started my business. And I've worked with coaches who are maybe a little bit too far in the feminine and where there's not enough strategy and structure. And then I'm like feeling lost or just like not taking enough action. And yeah. both of those, like you said, are kind of just too far on the ends of the spectrum. So having both is, is really supportive.
0: Yeah. Tell me about the codes. You mentioned the feminine, okay, what what are they called? Feminine energy codes? Is that right?
1: Yeah, they're called the feminine codes.
0: Yeah. The feminine codes. Okay, so tell me about the codes.
1: Yeah. So these codes are really to support you in, like I mentioned before, inviting more feminine energy into your life. And The way that I like to describe the codes is that they're here to unlock something within you that you already know. Like these are our rememberings. They're not brand new concepts or things that, you know, you've never heard before, but they're here to support you in remembering who you are and in reconnecting with yourself So the first code is called deepening devotion. And I start there with every single client, which is really about creating space to connect with your heart, connect with your soul, connect with your body. When we create that space, then we can step into code number two, which is about awakening your intuition and really working through, okay, is this my intuition guiding me? Is this my fear guiding me? And tapping into that feminine superpower of intuition, because in our culture, we're really taught to make decisions from that more logical space. An analytical space, and that doesn't always lead us to decisions that feel in alignment for us. So it's really learning how to listen to your own inner knowing instead of what the world is telling you to do or other people are telling you to do, and really learning how to deepen that self-trust within yourself. The third code is called emotional alchemy. And in our culture, we have been taught that Emotions are weak, that it's embarrassing to have emotions, that we are too sensitive if we have emotions. And this applies for men and women. We all get the same messaging. And when we suppress our emotions and don't know how to process them and move that energy, that's where we stay stagnant and stuck. And I'm speaking from my own experience of over 10 years of chronic depression, being on, you know, antidepressants being on anti-anxiety meds and not really understanding that our emotions are actually trying to speak to us and they have wisdom to share with us. And when we can be with our emotions instead of judging them and making them wrong, then we can actually move them faster and create space for more joy and more aliveness. So that is our third code. And then the fourth code is prioritizing pleasure which i think that we forget about as adults and just as women in general we have so much shame around our sexuality around our bodies around pleasure in general and we often don't even give ourselves permission to enjoy our lives so this applies to not only our our like in the bedroom pleasure but this is about like how do you infuse more of that deliciousness and that that enjoyment into your everyday life And then we have our soul calling code, which is about connecting to your purpose and living in alignment with your soul calling, sharing your unique gifts with the world, which I know that many of your listeners are already doing and on the path to to sharing and serving in a way that feels in alignment for them. And creating abundance from your gifts is a really big Mm -hmm. aspect of that code. And then our sixth code is about cyclical living, which is all about aligning with your inner seasons of your menstrual cycle. It's about aligning with the cycles in nature, aligning with the moon cycles and Coming back to that place of not just being this linear autopilot robot feeling like you need to be on all of the time, but really giving yourself the space for rest and nourishment and also to know when you are going to be on and when you're going to be in that more productivity mode and social mode and understanding your own cycles. And then our last one is feminine embodiment. This is all about living as your authentic self and connecting with, in this chapter, we talk a lot about different feminine archetypes and how to really use embodiment practices to become your most fully authentic self. So that's kind of like more of the integration of pretty much all of the codes is coming into embodiment of who you came here to be. So that's, that's, these are so juicy.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) They're so juicy. Okay. I have a couple of questions about a couple of them. So I want to ask you this one first. So, in emotional alchemy, you talked about learning to be with your emotions. What are some of the ways we can start to do that? Just be with emotion.
1: Mm, Yeah. I know that it can be really scary to be with our emotions because most people, avoid their emotions. They numb out by staying busy with alcohol, with drugs, with shopping, with social media, like so many ways that we numb out. And we're afraid that, at least in my case, I was afraid that if I let myself feel the sadness, that I'll never be happy again, or that I'll be depressed forever, Mm -hmm. or that the anxiety will be too much for me to handle. So really looking at emotions as they are normal they are part of our human experience. there's nothing wrong with you for having emotions. And so the first step is really working through the shame or the judgment if you're not feeling happy all of the time. And there's this saying that what we what we repress um, persists. like if we keep shoving it down, it actually is going to last for a lot longer. And so being with your emotions looks like, creating space and and having a sacred space to process your emotions, which means this could be in your bedroom, it could be in the shower, it could be in your car, but a place where other people are not going to disturb you. And if you notice that you are feeling sad or angry, if you've been feeling grief is Connecting to what does that sensation of that emotion feel like in my body without the story of Mm -hmm. I shouldn't feel this way or I'm so messed up and I'm broken. It's like, okay, can I just feel where does the anger live in my body? What does that feel like? Where does the grief live in my body? And breathing into those sensations when we connect to those sensations, sometimes the emotion gets louder and it gets kind of bigger. And that's where we get to practice expressing it. So that could look like letting the tears flow instead of stuffing them down. It could look like punching your pillow or stomping your feet. Um, It could look like yelling into a pillow. And I think a lot of people when they think about these practices, it's like, oh, that looks crazy or people are going to think I'm crazy. But stuffing them down is not helping you either. So having a space where you can honor your emotions and be with them. And if you don't feel safe doing that on your own, I think that's really where mentorship and coaching or where somatic therapy comes in. And I work a lot with my clients on this because it can feel like a lot to process on your own when there are big emotions coming up.
0: Yeah, I uh, I was reading something the other day, which is really just code for I think I probably saw it on TikTok, but it was from a therapist, and he was saying that um, one of the first steps in really learning to be with your emotions and then process emotions is identifying it and almost giving it like it's that emotion its own personality characteristics and starting to have a conversation internally with that emotion. And as you do that and you kind of step outside of yourself and start to have that conversation, you can see, okay, the characteristic of anger that's happening for me right now is X, like whatever is going on for you. And then you can really start to make some decisions about how am I going to work through this? And we have a writer for our blog and she wrote this really great article last year about expressing sacred rage. And I loved that she called it that because it is, we all are going to feel rage. We're all going to feel anger. And how do we allow that to be a sacred emotion that we're that we're holding and then making a decision of, of how we're going to process through. And some of those ideas that you just shared around, yell in your pillow, punch the pillow, whatever you go scream outside, whatever you need to do to work with that sacred rage is absolutely perfect in order to help you to be with it and then move through it. So I think, yeah, I think for women, it, it is like, no, we're supposed to just keep, we're supposed to keep all that quiet and we're not supposed to let that be seen, felt, heard, experienced. And the reality is it's so important to move through whatever it is that we're feeling and embrace that it's we're human and we're supposed to have feelings as human beings.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the word that's coming through for me is messy, and yeah. for most of us who you know have been high achievers or perfectionists, and we're like, I don't want to be messy. I want to have everything in a pretty little box, and I want everything to be okay all of the time. But if everything's okay all the time, you're probably living on the surface, and you're suppressing yeah. some of your deeper emotions, which blocks us from deeper intimacy with other people. And it blocks us when we're not willing to feel, we're not able to feel those deeper emotions. We're also not able to access the greatest levels of joy and bliss and pleasure. It's like we limit our capacity for feeling. And I love what you're talking about with sacred rage. It's like most of the time when we're angry, it's because someone has crossed a boundary or we haven't spoken our truth or something feels like it's not right or there's an injustice that's happening or that has happened in the past. And so if we just ignore that and we're like, I shouldn't be angry, it's like we're not really honoring what we're feeling, and then we can't make a change moving forward. So it's first about learning how to process that emotion so that we can come to that place of more of a neutrality place and choose how we want to change things and transform things on a personal level or in the world. Like, what can we do to change the thing that we're not okay with?
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. The second one I want to ask you about in the Feminine Codes is prioritizing pleasure, reconnecting with sensuality, infusing pleasure, not just in the bedroom or in those romantic moments, but in our day-to-day lives. Can you share some tips on how we create pleasure and sensuality every day?
1: Mm, Yeah, so I like to differentiate between sensuality and sexuality Sensuality is really about connecting to your five senses. There's nothing sexual that needs to be about it. They are related, but I think because sexuality has so much taboo and so much shame and there's just so much wrapped up in that for women, starting with sensuality is really great. So sensuality is about can we feel, can we be present enough To feel the sensations, to notice the sensations. Can we slow down and enjoy that sip of hot coffee in the morning? Can we, you know, enjoy that fuzzy, warm, cozy blanket? Can we enjoy the beautiful view that is in front of us when we're in nature It's these little moments. It's those moments where we actually bring gratitude. And when we feel, even if you take a deep breath and you intentionally like slow down and feel the the inhale and feel the exhale, we can really connect to that feeling of pleasure And pleasure gives us access to aliveness. Pleasure gives us access to feeling good, which I feel like we all want more of. So I like to have people create a pleasure list, something that's really simple. um, And that could be that you get a lot of pleasure from trying a new recipe and enjoying the flavors in your food or a certain type of dancing or certain type of music brings you pleasure. It maybe it's clean sheets, like getting into the bed with clean sheets is so good, (laughs) right? So really figuring out like what are the small ways that you can infuse more pleasure into your day.
0: Yeah. Oh, so good. I mean, one of the things I do every night, just about every night, I it's when I talk about I talk a lot about rituals. I have a whole book of of rituals, and this is one for me that if you were to ask. Most people about the rituals, they maybe wouldn't even think to say this, but every night I have a cup of this licorice tea and a little bite of dark chocolate, and it is so delightful. It's like I got to do it in the evening, and it just makes me feel— so, it makes me feel so sweet and soft. And I just like have this moment where I'm like letting the tea steep. My husband kind of giggles because I like put the teacup on my face and like let the steam like come all <laughs> around my face. And then I have my little bite of my dark chocolate and I'm like, I am complete. Like I am so grounded and complete and it, it feels amazing. And I think little things like that, we forget that you can do little things for yourself, little rituals around sensuality that are quite simple and that just make make you feel just make you feel something.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the key thing that you just shared was like the presence that you have with that. Like Mm -hmm. you could eat the same chocolate and you could have the same tea and just not even really pay attention. It's just autopilot, but it's the slowing down, taking a few breaths and bringing yourself into presence to really appreciate and to feel and to connect with the experience. Totally.
0: Yeah. My husband will ask me, he's like, is this some sort of skincare thing that you're doing? The tea is like steaming you. Like maybe, but it just, the whole thing just is like, it's it's a vibe and it feels great. That's why I'm doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I also want to ask you in the, in the cyclical living piece, we haven't talked on this show at all. And as we as we um, get close to wrapping up, I'm so interested in the menstrual cycles. Can you give us a, a quick overview of how to work with menstrual cycles in terms of energetics and you're scheduling out your month
1: as well? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that, well, I know that <laughs> we're just so disconnected as women from our menstrual cycles for many different reasons, lack of education, birth control, all the things. And When we can become more attuned to our menstrual cycles, we can learn how to work with them instead of work against them. And I know so many women, including myself, for a while was like, I don't like my my cycle. I don't like getting my period. But when I'm talking about your menstrual cycle, I'm actually talking about your entire month. I'm not just talking about when you are on your period. And when we can understand the energetics of the different phases within our menstrual cycles, that's where we can become really empowered and we can learn how to honor our cycles and how to support ourselves during different phases. So the way that I like to talk about this menstrual cycle is really that we have these different seasons within our cycle and you can most women and it depends cuz i know that some women have irregular periods or they're done menstruating so this is kind of like a general overview however it is customized for for each person if you don't have a regular cycle i recommend to start tracking the moon cycles so the mm-hmm. full moon and the new moon and you can Say that the full moon would be when the beginning of your cycle would start is how I explain it in the book. So if we think of an average cycle, we have the first phase, which is going to be during menstruation. And that you can think of as the winter time. The winter time being that it can be really this quiet, this introspective, this time to slow down, being more inwards, maybe being more sensitive. And then we go into our spring phase, which is follicular phase, which is pre-ovulation. And when we're in the follicular phase, that might be where new ideas are coming through, where we start to take action towards those ideas, where we feel more focused and energized. I know that when I'm in my spring, I'm like, oh, I feel like so good right now. And then we go into ovulation, which you can think about as your summer. Um, I like to think about this time. It's like sensual, you're more social, you might be more adventurous. This is a great time to be on podcasts, to be speaking, to be networking, like to be out in the world like you are more likely in the summer. And then we have our fall, which is our luteal phase. And again, this is coming a little bit more into stillness It's more, instead of being so action oriented, maybe you're like learning new ideas and this is, you know, a time to set some boundaries, to not always have like your social calendar full. It's like really honoring, Hey, this is a time where I'm kind of slowing down a little bit. So for me on a practical level, what this looks like, and it's different for different people, depending on how much autonomy you have on your schedule. But as, as an entrepreneur, I actually put the date of when I'm expecting to start my menstrual cycle, which you can, there's menstrual cycle apps that you can use, or there is a method called the It's called the fertility tracking method. Um, And basically I put it in my phone and my assistant knows when that is like it's in there. So smart. Yeah, my partner (laughs) knows when that is. And I know that the first couple of days of my menstrual cycle and then also like the days leading up to that, I don't schedule podcasts. I actually take a week off of client work and I focus on other projects depending on what my energy is feeling like during Mm -hmm. that week. Um, and it's not a perfect science because, you know, sometimes it comes a little bit early, sometimes it comes late, but you you can, it do, it is helpful to at least have it in your awareness because there's nothing worse than overpacking your schedule and then just feeling low energy or like your body's feeling not great. And you're just not setting yourself up for success. So that's mm-hmm. that's one practical way that you can start to to work with this. And and I also talk about in the book how you can modify even like your exercise and your activity levels based on what's happening in your menstrual cycle as well.
0: Mm, so smart, so smart. Okay, I'm doing that. I'm adding I'm adding it to my calendar in that way because of course I'm like tracking on my phone app, I use the one called Stardust and it also tracks the moon cycles. It's really cool, but I'm not then applying that into my working world. And so, you know, I certainly can feel when I'm like, oh, this is not really the... What happens for me is it's like, oh, this isn't the time to be having client calls, but I've already scheduled them. Mm -hmm. So I don't feel great going into them. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, I got to really like juice it up. I got to like turn it on or I've got like, you know, podcast recordings and I'm like oh man, this is not a day for this. Mm-hmm. And I could just get, I could just get proactive and like, feel, feel the way I need to feel as I move through the month. Love that. Thank you for that tip. Yeah. That's you're amazing. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. So tell us where we can find the book, the podcast, all the great work that you're doing. Give
1: us all the, give us all the details. Beautiful. There's two places you can go. One is directly to my website, which is amynatalieco.com. You'll find the link for the book and for the podcast on there. And then you can also go to my Instagram, which is at Co. You can go to the link in my bio to pre-order the book. And also you'll find a guided morning ritual. So I have a free practice to help you to tap into your feminine energy and your confidence to start the day. Because some people are like, there's so many different options. I don't really like know which practices to do. And so both the book and the free ritual will be supportive for you in that
0: perfect we'll have all of those links in the show notes thank you so much for joining me and for sharing all this great insight and i think the actionable the actionable conversation and and really helping ambitious women our listeners to embrace embrace this beautiful feminine energy that we have is is so helpful so thank you amy i appreciate it greatly
1: Mm, thanks for having me on and thanks for asking amazing questions (laughs) you bet you bet thank you so much for being here today. Thank you to
0: Amy for joining me on this episode. I hope it's been helpful and supportive to you. If you're feeling called to share this episode with a friend, we love it when you pass our show over to a friend. We invite new listeners into this community. And if you feel called to share on social, if something really resonated with you that Amy had to say today, give us a tag. I love seeing your faces and knowing who is listening. If you're willing and have not yet done. So I would also love to invite you to leave us a review. It helps us to grow. We have a very small team putting this podcast together. This is the end of our third year of producing this show. And I can't wait to get started with season four coming very soon. Lastly, if you are interested in our smart girls, don't gatekeep mastermind. The link is in the show notes. I would love to see you there. Looking forward to seeing you again next week. Until then, have a beautiful rest of your day.